You were called to make the world brighter, to run on the front lines, to cast vision where it had not yet landed. You are not gifted to be a random burst of energy, but a consistent force that enables the world to hear beauty, see potential, and write stories in a way that points the world to Jesus. Provoke and inspire. Welcome to the Provoke and Inspire podcast. My name is Ben. This is a crazy day. I am here, lonely old me in Minneapolis, Minnesota, in the already freezing uh, land that it is. All the rest of the dudes are all huddle, huddled together, cheek to cheek, right in here. Kruges, Germany. Oh, look at that love. Look at oh, this. Look at Hello, this. everybody. Hello. There's so many... We wish oh, we, were we got here. so many camera angles. I feel like you guys so are in many Vegas. Camera angles. It's the global campfire. We have a yeah. whole camera crew yeah. organizing yeah. this today. Yep. Anyway, so like I said, provoke and inspire podcast. It's uh, been a while since we've had all four of us on together. Uh, there, you guys are in Germany because we had our Steiger International gatherings and leadership yeah. meetings. Uh, right. So that's why you guys are there. That's uh, but the whole meetings. purpose of this podcast—see, I didn't have to do the individual uh, geographic introductions, which is nice because it's not that interesting. Uh, like that I said, nice. provoke inspire podcast. Following Jesus in secular culture—that is our heart. We'd love for you to be able to turn to us or to this podcast for a conversation about how to react as Jesus would to the things that are happening in our culture. Uh, there are all sorts of things that, that are difficult to understand or you want to know what the Jesus perspective is. And our heart is to um, prayerfully offer our thoughts and uh, advice and wisdom on those topics so that you could um, yeah, more um, effectively navigate the challenges that we face in an increasingly hostile secular culture. Um, so that that's the purpose. That's the heart of the podcast. If this has encouraged you, um, consider sharing this with somebody that needs to hear this. Uh, word of mouth is still one of the best ways to get something Share out. The so love. please do that. Otherwise, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. I would do that. But my MacBook and my iPhone crashed within the last forty-eight hours, and I've been oh. I've been cast into the Stone Ages. I actually I actually had to use Poor a messenger p- pigeon this morning uh, to communicate with uh, with Kippy. So Named that's Steve. where I'm at. Messenger pigeon Steve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the set list for today is going to be a little bit different. We have David's random story. Uh, oh. That kind of says it all. It's very self-explanatory. Can you guys not hear me or what? You're well, looking... I can hear you, but we're <laughs> waiting for you to get done with your diet. <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's my, my legs are numb, Chaz laying on my lap. Well, soon, <laughs> well, soon really as you, you, know, you can start a podcast of 30 minutes of nonsense Luke's got his that you and your mother will listen like, to. He's yeah. like panting the whole time. That's right. It's so hot. Panting? I know. Like, like, the, like, like the shampoo? Uh David's random story where he gets to uh, have his little moment all about himself. Uh, So we can get that out of the way. (laughs) And then we can get to the things that actually matter. Uh, So with that introduction aside, we have the David's random story. Give me my tiny suit back. So, All right. That was the David's random story. (laughs) So now on to the main topic. Beautiful. Beautiful. So so anyway... (laughs) I was like on tour with my band in Spain. You know, Spain is in is. Um, yeah, I know where Spain is. It's <laughs> a country. It's Spain a country. Is a I assume country. our audience is it's near, mostly it's near literate, Madrid. Carry and, uh, on. There's a guy with me. His name is Paul Yankee. That's his real name. <laughs> wow, P Y. Paul Yankee and Paul Yankee was actually from the United States. Oddly enough, that is and, odd. Yeah. What? Why is that odd? 
Well, I don't know with a name like Paul <laughs> it's Yankee. Not Pablo Sanchez. It's with Paul Yankee, Yankee. You're thinking he would be from Sweden or something like that. Yeah, you? probably. So anyway, so we're on tour. Poland. And, and uh, so we stopped at like, uh, what do you say? What do you call gas stations gas station. in Spain? Petrol. Um, there's got to be a Spanish. Yeah, so we were stopping there, like, and there was a dusty, <laughs> it was kind of a dusty, uh, what do you call it? Petróleo Gasolinero. Yeah, and there's like an old dog there and this old man in a El fuego chair. de noche. Yeah, an old man in a rock. <laughs> L'amor chair. prohibido. And so it's like, uh, hey, amigo, give us some petrol. <laughs> and so, like, this old guy comes over and, and there's like this, um, like Spanish girl or something in the. Okay. You just get to like the story. I know there's eight like, seconds worth of content, so just stockings. get it over with. Yeah, I'm yeah. Painting a picture. This Flamenco dancer. So, so Paul Yankee went to like talk to this girl and ask for the how do you phone say, number WC and um, love so, the so way say. They 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 started a conversation, and uh, he said, "I just want to talk to this girl. You guys just go, and we'll, I'll meet you where we're gonna be." So he said, okay, you know, cool. Mm. So we got in our... Not the first time that's happened. Yeah, so we got in our our vehicle and uh, to go to where we were going to play, and I never saw him again. Wow. Bye-bye, Paul Yankee. (laughs) So We never saw him again. That's crazy. Wow. I wonder what happened to him. What do you think happened to him? So this is totally true. I don't know if if he was like... Has Maybe he, he married it, that girl? I don't know. Yeah. Has anyone checked that out? That was it. Spanish. One, one Spanish gas station, and, and Paul Yankee was never to be heard from again. So I guess yep, the moral all of the story is be careful when you're buying... Gasolinero. <laughs> in Spain, because it could be the be last thing you ever, you ever do. The story well, why of be Paul careful? Yankee. What if, He's probably what playing be a negative one day. It'll be a movie. He's uh, probably playing the checkers right now. Like, you know that's what I mean? the negative version of the story. What if he, yeah. you know, he was on some munted tour with you goons and then he found love and now he's living in a villa somewhere. <laughs> now he lives right. in you know, making, yeah. He's the president. Or something. I, I, probably the real... Making paella. <laughs> What was what that? I hate paella. It's this, this Spanish dish that's basically you just chuck a bunch of crud in a big pot. <laughs> but wait, wait. Did did uh, Kippy just participate in the podcast? So Paul Yankee now yeah. is like playing checkers like at the... At the gasolinero. All right. <laughs> there it is. It's random story. I'm sorry for all of our Spanish listeners out there. I don't know where you rank in the countries that listen, but we love you. Yeah. Uh, your bulls. That's, that's your, how your, we your, imagine your, uh... Spain. Well, <laughs> yeah. certainly Paul Yankee loves you. That's for sure. Kippy keeps nudging me and saying, hey, how about you get Chad to speak into his mic, you know? Oh, yeah. So we can actually hear him. Too. I'm right here. What are you talking about? Look at his mic. It's down I'm like so Kippy close. Or... His Tip mic your mic up. Let's have a little on-air production meeting here. I Tip know, your mic up. Come on. Put it up, then it covers One leg my at face. a time. That's how we get our pants. <laughs> Look at on. this. Well, uh, you got to choose. You want your face or your voice? <laughs> which Which you want? Ever since no, it, Ever since Kippy hit puberty, he's kind of like <laughs> hard to deal with. Don't you think? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, Chad. That is remarkably better because your forehead has always been your greatest physical asset. <laughs> this is all. This is all you need to see. You should like project something on his forehead. You he looks like think? a ninja now. It's just just there a mouth is. guard and a forehead that's just Sing. glistening. It's like a ski slope in the summer. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh man! Oh, all right. Man. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Eyes no, that's a, a lot better. <laughs> 
That's so much better, Chad. But it's true because I hear a person look at a Chad's forehead and it yeah. goes on forever. Oh, yeah. come on. Look, you've made him so self conscious. Nice. He's wiping his no, forehead. No, it's still, it, does, it doesn't help. It just made you can do a more. profile, Chad. You could just look to the side so we could just see your radiant cheekbones. Anyway, moving along, uh, we do actually oh, have something serious to talk about today, believe it or not. Or not. Um, so let me set this up. They're going to get annoyed again because I have to do a lot of the talking. But if there's going to be any purpose to listening to this, it's going to be in the next 30 seconds. So here we Man go. Loves it. Uh, I was listening to the radio and uh, a guy that I listen to a lot, he he kind of came out out of the blue with this comment and he said, you know, I watched this movie over the weekend with my kids. And uh, even though, you know, as you probably know, I'm an atheist because he's fairly outspoken about it. He said that there's this movie uh, that has come out called Smallfoot. Uh, it's actually in theaters right now. And full disclosure, I have not seen it. None of the guys have seen it. It's literally in the theater not as we speak. Um, but he said that he was amazed, even as an atheist, how anti-religious this movie was. Uh, and so since we haven't watched it, I, I did a lot of as much research as I could. But to give some context to those Trailer. listening, the movie is basically this. It's an animated film uh, about a community of Himalayan yetis uh, whose world is rocked when they encounter a mythical smallfoot. Uh, so the film follows a community of yetis who live in this blissful, insular mountain community above the clouds. They live according to these community rules that are literally written on stones. Sound familiar? Um, and they're kept and interpreted by their spiritual leader that they call the stonekeeper, who literally wears like a papal-type vestment, so something like, like a pope would wear. Uh, the yetis don't question the authority or the logic of the stones. When someone does ask a question, the stonekeeper repeats the community's mantra, which is just push the questions down. Don't question, just believe. The only thing more dangerous than fear, according to the stonekeeper, is curiosity. Um, so when one of the, you know, one of the yetis, the younger yeti, what he he discovers a small foot, and this is one of the rules. There's no such thing as small feet, which are people, humans. Uh, so when he discovers one, when he stumbles upon one and he brings it back to the community, the whole community is thrown into chaos. Uh, and one of the lines that said quite, you know, one of the strong lines is, if one stone is wrong, then all of the stones could be wrong. And this is kind of the big theme. The young Yeti challenges the traditional order. And it's very, very clear. You don't have to be a scientist to see the the purpose of this movie, which is to challenge religion, to challenge authority, to challenge the status quo. Um, and so, again, with full disclosure that you guys haven't seen this movie Based based on my description, and, and it's it's not that complex of a plot. Based on my description, um, what do you guys think? Um, what do you think this about the message of this movie, and what do you think it says about our culture's view of religion and truth? What do you guys think, Luke? Maybe starting with you. Um, I was just thinking about that, and I, I get how the religious uh, what's the word uh, comparisons are, are kind of clear in the film, but it sounds to me like it's kind of a challenging of status quo. And because religion is the status quo and has been for many years, that's what our culture reacts to and, and, and is trying to challenge. But I think that if things turned around, it would be challenging something else. And the point to me is that there's a lot of assumptions made of religion right there in the film that are just not accurate. They're just not right. There's, right. there's assumptions about religions um, or Christianity, let's, let's focus on that, um, being against questions. And I, I see Jesus asking and answering questions all the time throughout the right. New Testament. I think it's encouraged. I think our faith encourages questions. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think it's uh, it, it builds a, a straw man argument and then attacks it because 
Christianity is all about asking questions, the real, the authentic Jesus. Mm. Uh, I mean, I studied philosophy, and that just made me believe in Jesus even more. So, so I mm. think that, uh, but, but I, you know, this attack on, on, on biblical morality has been going on for a long time. I mean, how long have we had uh, things on just in popular culture, movies, television programs that just mock the whole idea of, yeah. of marriage, of uh, make sex into just a recreation, you know, and, and, and this lie mm. that it doesn't matter. Everything's, you know, is cool and whatever. But what's what's kind of shocking about this uh, description of this children's movie is that it is so blatantly anti uh, yeah. I mean, anti-religion, but it, you know, they're using this, the, they're talking about stone tablets. So they're, they're, yeah. they're talking about the, the biblical, uh, God here. They're not talking about Muhammad, yeah. you know, they're, they're, so that, so to me, that is, that is a new level. You know, it's not just, uh, just making light of biblical morality, but it's actually attacking, mm-hmm. uh, the biblical God himself and I and and then in a very seemingly innocent way you know with it with a in a children's movie that's cute and, yeah. and has but, really witty uh, dialogue apparently from the reviews I've read but I wonder how much of that is the atheists read into it mm-hmm. because I, I, I just you know do yeah. you think Chad I mean, yeah well I just wonder one if uh, it truly is an attack on a specific faith or a specific religion and then even if it is I kind of think that's amazing in the sense that Jesus himself spent a lot of time rebuking the religious elite and rebuking a, a system of religion even though it doesn't the movie doesn't sound like it's it's uh, comparable to Jesus um, rebuking Pharisees there still is a level of well, we ought to be questioning the the yeah. system of religion. Well, didn't Jesus do that? Yeah, well, yeah. Right. Just people that killed him. Right. Exactly. That's that's the point. Yeah. I think we agree. Yeah. Well, let me just jump in here with two comments. One, let me just say that when you were speaking, Chad, your eyes just radiated truth. Uh, oh, I don't know. If that's it's that's with actually what, your what mouth I, that's is my doing. new trick. Yeah. No. Again, this is complex in the sense that, of course, <laughs> you know, it, it sets up a straw man, as you said, David. I think it it kind of um, alludes a little bit to the classic science versus faith right. kind of battle that yep. culture likes to set up, that there's the rational world and then there's the faith world. And the faith world, in order to protect itself, has to guard itself against inquiry, right? That That's kind of a classic atheist uh, mindset, that it right. cannot be challenged. And this movie is basically saying, you know, in that line itself, if one stone's wrong, all the stones are wrong. And so... There's this perception from secularism, from atheism, that if if you can just raise truth to the forefront, it's going to collapse the whole structure of a religion. That religion, the that, that religion is is not able to stand up to any sort of scientific investigation or any sort of claim of truth. And so there's there's a little bit of the science versus faith dichotomy. Do you don't you see that, Luke, David, or any of you that that's a little bit of what's being said here? You just said Luke, David. Or any of you. I do not appreciate that. <laughs> I'm Chad for the Chad, record. Why don't you go ahead and speak into that? No, no, anybody. How about you talk? Me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did start with Luke. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. It's, again, I think it is an inaccurate view of, of religion. And I, I do wonder if well, it's... Well, not like religion. I, I would say it's an inaccurate yeah. view of Jesus. Yeah, true. Because Correct. I'm not in, I'm, yep. I'm not pro religion mm-hmm. either. Yeah. So so if I would say 
uh, we need to reject religion, mm-hmm. but I, but I don't I don't see Jesus as as that. Uh, well, you talk about that all the time, Luke. How mm-hmm. people you even when you're talking in that club in yeah. uh, Spain recently, you said this this yeah. is going to sound like it's religion, but it's not, right? Right. Yeah. So, David, then let me let me then since we're going there anyway, then let what truth is there to this message? Because again, I think we can all say that okay, this is a false characterization of Jesus that. Uh, Jesus is not afraid of our inquisition, that science and faith are not in, on opposite ends of the spectrum. In fact, history shows that some of the most brilliant minds in history, far from being inhibited by their faith, were actually propelled by their faith into discovery. I mean, they often would accredit their their desire to search out the universe. They would attribute that to the fact that there is a God who has created a rational, discoverable order in the universe, that he's given us a mind that we can actually trust Right, that's part of it, and so there's a lot we could say about how that's nonsense. That 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 theism holds up to scientific discovery. That that nothing in science has disproved God. It's just proved the brilliance of His universe. That you know the analogy of um, it's kind of confusing um, this how we come to knowledge and and the origins of it. In other words, it's like just because. Uh, you know, whether Henry Ford exists or not, I can discover any part of his car. I can, I can study that. That doesn't just believing that, that it was created doesn't inhibit my discovery of that creation. Right. Right. That doesn't in any way mean that I can't, Mm -hmm. that that somehow discredits that or, or, or limits that. Yeah. I Um, I understand where you're getting at now, because it's kind of the discussion of where rationality comes into faith and, and how often atheism does try to um, put those as opposites, like science or ration, rationale is, is opposed to faith. There's a really interesting book by Alvin Plantinga that addresses that, and it talks that the title is Where the Conflict Lies. And he points mm-hmm. out to something that I think speaks into this, which is the, the conflict isn't between rationality and faith or science and faith. It's between naturalism, which is that humanistic um, view. It's, it's the way of... of seeing um, nature or science without God and just human intellect as, as understanding things and, and, and studying things. So naturalism opposes it or hum, humanism opposes it. And one of the things that may be relating it to this film is that whether this film does that or not, that is throughout our media. And that's one of the biggest things I feel like we're supposed to be challenging Correct. all the time, that media, films, music, etc., are always, um, even sometimes in a way that people don't perceive they're preaching this message right. um, that is putting man at the center. That's yep. telling us question everything. Yep. There's no truth. Uh, it doesn't matter what you believe. And it's being preached at us, even in cartoons, right from a young age. And I think that is a big issue. That and and, the, and that. the truth is, if you are curious, that's when you'll discover the truth. You will. Right. It's, I think the problem is today people aren't. And so that would be the, tr- where the truth is in this children's film is that you should be curious and you shouldn't just, except the status quo and the status quo today is to say live for materialism. The right. status quo today right. is that you're the result of some accident. That's why there's such a, an explosion in suicide and hopeless. It's just because that life is meaningless. So yeah, be curious. Don't accept that kind of nonsense. Uh, take a look, you know, start to really seek. And, and, and when you start to, I think it's when you actually become genuinely wanting to know and you don't just kind of become numbed by the lies of the world is when you discover truth and Jesus yeah. is the one you will discover. So mm-hmm. I think if there's any truth that you can find in the, what my description of this 
the, this film is, I would say that's that would be it. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's so powerful and so compelling or was always meant to be so powerful and compelling about Christianity it is that God confirms his message to humans in supernatural ways that that cannot be explained. And I, I just watched a documentary called The Finger of God Part Two that was like this limited release with with our friend Brian Head Welch and uh, our friend Scott McNamara oh, that yeah. was on this podcast. And they're in a they're in a pub in Ireland and they're just preaching the gospel and all these hardened you know beer drinkers and everyone's partying and beard drinkers beard yeah beard drinkers you can't see my beard really tough my beard hairballs (laughs) and 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 the holy spirit shows up in a way that these people begin crying begin um just instantly almost like it's like a a a peace just comes over them that causes them to to listen and, and to um, to actually receive what they're saying, even in the least likely of places. And yeah. Uh, and, yeah. I, and I think that's the, the idea. I mean, another thing, if you want to try to find truth in the, in this movie, I haven't seen is, <laughs> is, is this, I, this idea that Jesus is dogma that he's, he's, he's uh, just rules on a stone tablet. Right. And so I think that uh, that's kind of what Chad is saying is. Yeah. That's a much clearer way of what I was trying to. (laughs) Thank you. It's like, boom, it says in first Corinthians 420, the kingdom of God is not talk, but power. And so it's not this, this dogma. I mean, this, this would be a huge lie that a lot of people would believe is that, that the Jesus we talk about is dogma, right? He's stone tablets that you wear around your neck. When the fact is he's not. He's actually no, he's powerful. the God of power. Yeah. He's the God of power. I mean, but let me, if I can just jump in here real quick, because I think I, I really, these are all valid discussions kind of orbiting around this general topic. But I think kind of the biggest things this movie is trying to attack is, is first, like we talked about, the, the science versus faith dichotomy, that that world religions are these man-made, antiquated traditions that are only held up by protecting itself from the rational world. And that if if anything from the outside world comes in, just like in this movie, it threatens to undermine the entire religious system. And in fact, it's kind of encouraging that. Mm-hmm. It's saying youth is coming in or, or sort of this new age thinking, not new age in the Eastern sense, but new scientific age is coming in. And it's like they've been predicting forever. It's going to come in and undermine the entire system of religion, which it's not doing, yeah. you know, surprisingly. So there's that. And then the other interesting thing I think it touches on is power. Because one of the lines in, mo- in the movie is that, that the truth is power. That that's actually said as a positive thing. And I think that's really interesting because a yeah. lot of what this movie is criticizing is that religion has been held as a power thing. You know, that it's a way that, you know, old men kind of are, are maintaining or keeping their, their hands on, the, on culture and society with these old rules that as long as we don't question them, they can stay in power. And it's often kind of this liberal message that's if we can, we need to, the truth will help us overthrow the current power structure so, I mean, don't you think that's kind of a, I don't know, it's a sad, weird way to look at truth. Not truth as being true or something that would set you free, but instead truth being weaponized as a way to take control. Is it, don't you feel that, I mean, that's kind of a message in, in, in secular culture. But isn't that be, because there's this relativistic view of, of truth? So it's truth is just about power then. It's how I want to define it for my agenda. And we're all tribes. And so we're all looking to, to find a truth so we can have control. Is that why, do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think what it's reacting to, and again, if we're going to look at anything that this this uh, movie is saying that has truth, is you know we talked about it a while ago on our podcast how you know Romans was being used as a defense to justify a certain political policy, and I think that one thing that has been done is is Christianity has been syncretized with politics in such a way that that people do think wrongly, but they do think that Jesus is just another form of power. And that, that this, I think the, that the movie is hinting at that, that, that we need to overthrow this just sort of mechanism for control um, rather than discovering what is actually true. Uh, so I think there's an element of reacting to the politicization, if I said that correctly, of, of Christianity and, and, and uh, secular perspective seeing Christianity in that light. I mean, don't you think there's some truth to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I agree with that, but I'm not sure I agree with the, the concept of it being a problem that truth is powerful to overthrow structures. I think it is. And I think that that, because we could also turn that around and, and, it, and it end up being an attack on Christianity because, I mean, Jesus talks about the truth setting us free and it, and when we know yep. the truth, we understand we can unmask the lies of, of a system. And, and actually I think there's a really interesting thing you were pointing out there, David, before about how um, they're trying to challenge the status quo and seeing religion as the status quo. And I, I'd say that, that religion isn't the status yeah, quo absolutely. anymore. It's it's this humanistic view that's yeah. the status quo. Yeah. And so I would actually, and I and I do kind of get excited about this. We use it as kind of the brand in our band to yeah. to like use truth or protest to overthrow an, a status quo or or a power that I see today, which is this power of putting man in the center and right. and man being um the you know the, the center of all things. So I I do think that truth has that power, but it's not a political power. I agree with that what you're saying, but it's not. And Christianity has never been uh, authentic Christianity has never been and never should be a political power in the sense that we try to enforce it on other people. The the biblical um, perspective of truth and how we find Jesus has always been something that God does in our hearts. And it's an inner transformation that brings us to a conviction. It's not something that's done through a system or through somebody else making me do something or telling me and me just blindly follow. The Bible doesn't give basis for that, even though religion has done that. So I, I kind of identify or sympathize with atheists um, criticism that religion uh, controls and all that. I can sympathize with that. Well, I but agree, I don't think I Christianity is about yeah, that. But the, yeah, but the Jesus, authentic Jesus, is yeah. not at all like that. But I would agree with the idea that that religion is bad and that it, it controls people and it keeps them from being curious. I mean, right. I mean, we've been to a lot of countries where there's these oppressive religious uh, institutions yeah. that forbid curiosity for sure. But this yeah. is not this is not the Jesus uh, that I follow. In fact, he's the opposite of that. I think it, when you become a follower of Jesus, you actually your your uh, desire to discover actually increases. You know, the the your desire to want to know more increases when yeah. you when you have this encounter with with Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. Ben. I've been thinking a lot since being here in Germany uh, the last few days about the the theme of adventure. You know, and just am I. I, I told your dad, we talked a few days ago, just how sometimes it's hard for me to have proper perspective or proper hope, you know, and that God's going to do more with my life uh, in the future than he's ever done. And I want to have faith for that, but it's a struggle for me sometimes. And and, uh, and it was a great conversation, but but God's really been 
challenging me with this idea of adventure or, or like living on risk or living uh, at, a, at a place in my faith and my confidence with God and my journey with him that, that isn't comfortable, that isn't maybe the, what I like to say is the fun or the, the super like, oh, this is all going to work out great. It may not work out great, but part of it's just the exploring and going there and trusting him and learning and, grow, you know, just developing yeah. um, curiosity with Jesus. And, and so that's got yeah. me excited. Yeah, and and just for the sake of time, maybe I can wrap this up. Honestly, there's there's many uh, areas within this that we didn't get to because even just how do you responsibly let you, you know expose yourself to media? You know, it sounds a little bit contradictory, or even feeding into the the message of this movie that I would <laughs> want to hide myself from this. But yeah. this is a kids movie. Yeah, and think about that, like. You know, this is for like young children. Right. And so we haven't even really addressed the topic. How do you responsibly allow your kids to, you know, we talk about the myth of neutral art. Art has a message. Right. Christians are the only ones that are that feel the need to hide it. Everybody else just comes out with it. And so how do we have the conversation with our kids, you know, not hide them from everything, but have the conversation about what do you think about this? And and you're you can have doubts and it's okay to want to know the truth. And God is not a God that demands that you put your mind aside. When you follow him, you can follow him with all that you have. And you shouldn't just accept what your church says. You should read the Bible for yourself and seek God with an honest heart. And so I think that there's in a way, there are good things in this that I think Mm -hmm. even Luke, you, you commented on in the sense of the truth should set us free and it should overthrow oppressive structures and Mm -hmm. powers but I think this is kind of more about a, like like I was referring to a political thing where it's wanting to sort of just simply replace one uh, intolerant uh, form right. of tolerance with another. It's just yeah. just kind of creating another power structure that would oppress rather yeah. than the truth leading to freedom in Jesus and freedom to know Him and to you know everything that it means to follow Jesus, which is of course quite opposite from the world's idea of power. Um, so, so there's many, many aspects of this. I, I do think, again, to your point, David, people just need to know who the real Jesus is. Yeah. If the sad and, thing yeah. that this exposes more than anything is mm-hmm. that, man, if this is what they think it means to follow God, yeah. if this is what they think it is to follow him, we got some work to do. Yeah. And right? just because, to pick up on that first yeah. thing you said, because I think it was a very important point that um, how do we deal with this as parents and our, our kids and or, or teenagers or growing up in this environment? And the truth is we can't avoid it. There's yeah. no way you can no. hide your kids and, oh, I can't hide my and kids. You and you shouldn't. Exactly. Because when, when we do that, we put are. them in a bubble and yeah, it true. doesn't create a, an authentic faith either. But I mean, like my, my boy is eight years old now, is at school in Poland. And Poland is a very Catholic country and Catholicism is still very much part of the, the school system and everything. And uh, and often a very religious thing where it's it's not so much an authentic faith, but more just a tradition, more a historic you know tradition thing. And so he has religion classes in school, and then you have the option: either he can go to the religious class, or he can go to a humanist class, right? And he's at, he has to choose one. And I'm going like hmm. me and my wife are going like, which one should he choose? Because you know you can go to the oh, religious man. one and learn how all the dogmas of of a, of a particular way of following Jesus that I think sometimes distorts it and can, can confuse him. And, or do I let him go to the humanistic one where he's going to learn, you know, weird, what we see in, in the movies. And the fact is whatever he does, he's going to still see these films. He's going to grow up in this environment. And we have to play a huge role as parents in teaching and talking in giving him that ability 
to do exactly what the film, I guess, was trying to teach, which is question and think and find truth for yourself. But I think when you're a yeah, and child, we can hold on. Just to... uh, let me just jump in here because this I think is an entirely separate, very critical topic that mm. we actually could focus on, which is the whole idea of of you know I think a lot of people listening are parents and right. even as ourselves, how do we interact with secular media in a way that's wise? So we can we can talk about that. Unfortunately, for the sake of time, I don't want to head too far down that. Although sure. that was. And is part of this, and I'm glad you said what you said. Hey, Ben. I, I think maybe the only thing we can do to really conclude is is say that we need to be showing people who the real Jesus is, like I was saying. Because if this is the perception of religion in modern culture, it just shows how big of a gap there is between truth or perception and reality. And that people need to understand that it, it's the opposite. Following Jesus is... is you don't have to put your brain aside. It's the most rational... Mm belief system there is it's incredible it is so coherent it's so consistent it it explains the life that we live and it aligns with reality in such an amazing way that this this idea that that religion is this fearful insulated thing that cannot be challenged i, I would argue that's that's secularism exactly. right. that that's actually yeah, atheism yeah, is that that it's an incom- very incoherent uh framework for understanding the world and and has tons of holes and tons of flaws and if anything it's the thing that does not want to be challenged and mm-hmm. and 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 can't the really withstand quote. true honest inquiry so um we probably will watch the movie maybe not for those <laughs> of us that have young kids we might at my, some my point and that'll spark yeah. a conversation <laughs> yep but uh anyway Thank you guys for, in the midst of a chaotic, busy time, huddling together. Perhaps it was just for bodily warmth. I don't know. Maybe you guys just missed the human contact. Come on, Luke. Get over here. Show the love. Come on. Huddle in together. Uh, Thanks for listening to the Broken Inspire podcast. We love you guys. Hunters in space. Love you guys. Thank you guys for hanging in there and keeping it real. Remember, subscribe, rate, and review. I love you. Peace. (laughs) That rhymed. That was good. That was real good. Thanks for listening to Provoke and Inspire, the official Come and Live podcast. To hear past podcasts, go to comeandlive.com. Got a question for the guys? Send it in to provokeandinspire at comeandlive.com.